Hey, listen, how good is it to have the boys back on the box? Hello, Brisbane. for sports as Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate range missile over Brisbane's new bike hire scheme. What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see in Ashburn? Like at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some 4X. Buller, and welcome back to Unpacking Brisbane. Henry, I'm tanned, I've got sand in my hair. How good was our break? Buller, guys. And unfortunately, <laughs> if you just hear some Buller rustling on Pakistanis. the uh, Buller to the Unpakistanis. And if you do hear a little bit of rustling on the mics, apologies, that's just my grass skirt that I brought <laughs> back from Fiji. Uh, uh, and we caught some massive waves and uh, just relaxed. A couple of people talking about this pandemic thing, but... I found it pretty easy tell to have international not, travel. Tell you where they're not talking about COVID, mate. Fiji. Fiji. Fiji, 1.5 metres, not even close. 1.5 drinks before breakfast. Oh, oh, I'm talking morning p- yoga with a mimosa. As if I'd say no. As if. I just finished a season of a podcast. I'm done with contact tracing and I'm down to me tracing. <laughs> I traced a little bit back. I traced my roots. I traced my... Spirituality, Fiji. Fiji. There's trees, there's sand. There's those sort of bars in hotel pools where you can swim up to the bar. I pissed also so much. In Bali. Yeah. Well, it's rare that you get to drink a cocktail while pissing in a pool of water, and mm. it's absolutely play on. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, no one, no batting an eyelid. There's a few uh, more cock- cocktail <laughs> in more than one way. Guys, exactly. season three. Welcome. Season three, yeah. And it's it's not unpacking Fiji as that first minute would make you believe. It is unpacking Brisbane. We had a lovely two weeks Henry. off in Fiji, breaking mm. all international travel <laughs> rules. Uh, Virgin had a flight. It was their last flight. Yeah. It's the opposite to a Virgin flight. It was Virgin's <laughs> not Virgin flight. Virgin's the ex-debut flight. Because it's the last... It, it was like Virgin's last fuck. Was yeah, how they marketed it. They're like, <laughs> Richard Branson himself was there being like, Good day, lads. Are you off to Fiji? And we're like, Yeah. And he's like, All right, I've got one word for you. Buller. Buller. One <laughs> so last the only fuck. thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we had a great time in Fiji. Version. We yeah. learned heaps. Um, no need to share it. And then we are back to do season three. We're, we're gonna- refreshed. We are refreshed. We're going to mm. avoid falling into the trap that Francis Ford Coppola did with The Godfather Part 3, yep. uh, that Shrek did with Shrek the Third. Uh, we want our third season to be the best one. Is there anything where the third's the best? Toy Story. Breaking Bad. Season 3. Season 3 of Breaking Bad is very, very good. Yeah, but they were all good, weren't they? Yeah, that's true. But that's, that's a good omen. Season 3 is excellent. Season know, 3 excellent. is excellent. So, uh, Hopefully good. we can long for that sort of success. Uh, I've never seen Toy Story 3. Excellent. Good. And I hope yeah. this podcast makes people cry and miss their childhood. Oh, is that just a sad much? Oh, mate, the end's almost uh, like a mass death. Not sp- sorry that the spoilers, but oh, I mean, if you, it, it gets- came out in two thousand ten, right? Uh, yeah, some exactly me for not seeing it. You can spoil it, Henry. I mean, if we if we die at the end of this in a fiery death, and yeah. then um, I don't know, Jack leaves to go to college, then we've sort of matched <laughs> Toy Story three with our third season. If Jack leaves to go to King's to College care. halfway through because he heard there were girls there, yeah, now. he heard there were girls in there. And girls? Oh wow! Well, not a lot of those. Oh shit! No, well, occasionally there are. Oh yeah, should we even just? I mean, do we? T- no. We don't announce that? No. That the boys have girlfriends? No. We don't announce that the boys have girlfriends? I assume... We don't announce that being a podcast Anyone close to the show, I assume, would know. Well, I think all the other It's rare for podcasters to have girlfriends, but it's... I mean, it's not unlike how... It's kind of cool that it's happened. It isn't unlike how boy bands, they were like, we've got to make sure people don't know they're single or gay. um, So that they're still... I would would not want our female and male unpakistanis to stop being attracted to us just because they know we're unavailable. And clearly, Henry, because you and I were such sex symbols of the podcasting world, Mm. you know, you don't want all of a sudden... It's like that great plot line in Entourage where... um, Leighton Meester plays, you know, oh, yeah. the virgin pop star. Who also stars in Cobra Starships, Good Girls Go Bad. Really? She has a verse. Oh, well, good, good on her. She's uh, done but other like things. The whole thing is this virgin pop star and they've got to retain that image. I think we have to retain this bad boy bachelor mm. king single image. Um, mm, 100%. Uh, despite the honesty of the reveal just then. Yeah, that we... Um, well, there are, there's, there's some girlfriends. We're, we're, Henry and I are both engaged. <laughs> Not to each other, as everyone would assume. <laughs> oh, very excited <laughs> so, yeah, to get we're to season three. With each other. Speaking of season three and, and uh, engagements, we have an engagement next week at the Flamin' Galah. Thanks, bud. 
buddy. We have a galah that we're about to set on fire with our suburb-themed banter and Henry's amazing stand-up. It's going to be lots of fun. Doing Loser again, uh, doing a live recording of our Milton episode. So that one, we'll try to get it out for you as quickly as possible. Uh, should be sometime on the Friday whenever we recover from a night of... Uh, debauchery. Debauchery and heavy mm. drinking. Um, so it's going to be fun. The Flaming Galah, we're doing our next live show at a Backpackers. Well aware that we absolutely rinsed Backpackers in the episode. So well, it's someone, was, someone was saying to me, they were like, oh, you're doing Milton. Oh, heaps on Backpackers. And I'm like, it's probably the one thing mm. that we cannot touch again. I mean, it'd be interesting if we roast Suncorp Stadium in our Milton episode so that by this logic, we will be performing our next live episode at, <laughs> Suncorp, at Suncorp Stadium. Stadium. Um, to Anthony Seabold, who is cradling his head <laughs> in his hands as he watches every one of his players spit on him. Let's not, let's no, not just step on yeah. next week's level. Let's step on. I have a lot Talk to say about there, Anthony Seabold <laughs> next week. But yeah, very excited. We've also got new shirts we will be selling there. and oh, yeah. Black ones now. Black ones now. We, we took a look at some of the global movements and mm. thought, we need to do some black shirts. It's not unlike what the diversity quotas should be in uh, most businesses. We are going to have half black t-shirts, half white t-shirts. Uh, so we're going to be much like this. the 2020 Democratic ticket right now, half black, half white. That's right. exactly it's right. Very exciting. We took the same. We took the Kamala <laughs> shirts and the Sleepy Joe shirts, but uh, we're very excited to sell those. And we're still looking for a model, uh, which will yeah. come up in this episode. And that's all I'm going to say for now. Oh, that's a good tease. Uh, You're going to say almost no bites on the model front. No one got... Well, I guess... I don't think anyone wants to model for us. Here's one for you. I don't reckon that many models listen. No, yeah. I feel like the Venn diagram between being hot and listening to this show is a fairly slim one. Now, a lot of role models listen. Yeah. A lot of model citizens listen. Yeah. A lot of trains... Like model trains listen. Yeah, I'd say plenty of model citizens. Choo-choo. And a lot of cool models, like people who model being cool. Obviously, mm. you know, Hamish and Hamish. Mick Jagger, this Hamish. old debate from season two. Hamish, Hamish the Mick coolest Jagger. guy ever. Of course, coolest two people. Yeah. Uh, so we're very excited to uh, get those shirts out there. So for it's wait. sold out. So everyone who's coming, uh, keep an eye on that. And if you, I guess if you can't come but have a ticket post in the event because uh, yeah. it's a bit of a waiting list. Well, the uh, one great thing about the shirts, Henry, is so we had to buy a square, like the little payment thing you see at cafes or fates or stuff, mm. to sell it. Now, we realised rapidly there's no oversight on a square, Hell like no. this little thing. <laughs> so we've realised we could just dial in, say, $2, like a pretty tokenistic amount of money, just tap people on the pockets. There you go, two bucks. It's the new pickpocketing. I'm having a hamburger from Macca's for free. That'd be interesting if you were in, like, Rome and you got pickpocketed by someone who just had a, a square pay. They're like, oh, you know, we're okay. pickpocketers. Yeah. Are, sort yeah. of full res- full credit to the pickpocketers. Petty thieves are I'm not immune to the development of technology and automation. Well, exactly. Well, they're petty about a lot of things, but they're not petty about the importance of uh, developing and growing as no. one as a technological society. Couldn't agree more, man. Yeah. Um, speaking of developing and growing, we have a new toy. We have a very exciting piece of kit. It's called the Road. It's the Roadcaster Pro. That's it. It's a it's mixing... called the Road. No, it's, it's a... what we found, the Road. It's this massive mixing desk, USB audio interface loaded with effects, features. It's, it's like we having were... a radio station Which, it's desk. It's incredible. We were fiddling around with it. I was dialing in a phone call from Henry, playing mm. music. It was amazing. Smallest now. of issues. <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't work. We're, we're not <laughs> using it to record right now, despite our best intentions. Because uh, we plugged in our microphones and there was this horrible high-pitched wailing oh, that we couldn't get to go away. So... Sound like a banshee. It's that weird thing where it's like, we know it's going to be awesome when it works... I just couldn't have the foggiest about when that's likely to be. We spent too much money on it in the yeah. kind of uh, well, well prologue to a recession um, that for me to just admit that it's not working. So we're using the same shitty setup that Literally, we use, but we promise uh, in the coming weeks we're going to have sound effects. We're going to have... It's we're going to dial people in. We're going to have phone calls. Literally. I'm sort of tempted to just like dial our friends in live on air mm. and just get them for like two minutes on the show. Like It is so easy to dial in a phone call. Now, again... It doesn't work. <laughs> it's not working for us. But at these all. are all the things we could do. We are, you know, this episode could have been a lot more interesting if we had been able to get it to work. But, oh, uh, but the things we could do. Oh, the places my you would go. My favourite Doctor Zeus book written about the roadcaster. <laughs> oh, the things you the could things do. You might be able to get on air. Oh, the things that a Reddit thread might <laughs> allow you to do if you've got a bit more time to read it Literally later. Reddit, and they're like, "Oh, you need a high pass filter. It's another four hundred dollars." And I'm like, "No, I sh- fucking shouldn't. No, like things should work when it. you get them." It's like Apple selling stuff without accessories. I should be able to open it and it should work for me. I know. Couldn't agree more. Um, But we're going to talk Tenerife. Oh, today yes. for our it's not season. New state, it's not New Farm. No. It's Tenerife. But it's, it's somehow both. It's part of that weird little nexus. I would say like just, and we'll get into it. Tenerife to me has an air of you know elitism, but 
this sort of power in it far beyond a new state or a new farm. Elite like, is the, the correct that word is the there. operative term. The yeah. E word's going to come up many times on this, so uh, and we'd be able to beep it out for you if the roadcaster worked, but it yeah. doesn't, so you'll have to bear through it. Uh, great to be back on the I'm mics. very excited, Henry. It doesn't feel... August has been the quickest month I've ever felt. I, I hope mm. this is true for all our one Pakistanis. I feel like the first three or four weeks of August have gone by in a few, a few days. It's no echo. We no. don't have that anchor that we usually have okay. being because you echo. and I usually do review. Review, review usually the that like, like we have big things occupying our time in August. I don't know what to do with an August that's just like, oh yeah, go to work and do some uni. Now it's just all the wind without the fun. Legit. My, my lips are chapped. All wind and no fun make Joe and Henry grumpy little podcast boys. But we're excited now that we have purpose. Our North Star is back, the Unpacking Brisbane podcast. So let's kick off our third season with a little bit of Wikipedia. Wikipedia, we're, we're, we're there. It's the Wikipedia page for Tenerife, Henry. And if you thought our little trivia question was going away, you were dead wrong. I want to get your eyes on this. What is the population of Tenerife? Okay, last time, uh, we're back. I'm refreshed. I feel like where I started going wrong. Oh, you did terrible I was overthinking it. I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, 5,000. Yeah, very close. 5,300. Oh, he's back. He's, he's a bit oh. back. After being off by more than half with St. Lucia. See, that's a all that CG and coconut water, baby. Because whilst there's a lot of apartments and obviously there's a high density, I feel like Tenerife, and it's borne out on the Wikipedia page, tiny by distance. It is mm. one square kilometre. They go it up. It has to be the smallest suburb in Brisbane. They go up. To be so recognised. Mm. That's why they go up. They're, they're squeezing a lot of That's people. why the sheds of wool managed to just, you know, they used to squeeze in sheep and now they're squeezing in Lycra and Lululemon. And people squeezing into that oh, Lycra and Lululemon. Fat asses. I got a whap in this, uh, in this jeans. Yeah, whap didn't, didn't exist last time. Oh, no, we, we didn't mention. Oh, yeah, God, imagine having a season of a podcast that existed before in a, WAP. In a pre-WAP world, yeah. I don't remember much before WAP. Well, I, when I look back at 2020, I'm not going to be like, like, oh, remember pre-COVID Australia. It'll be, mm. remember our lives pre-WAP before understanding what a wet-ass P word was. Yeah, B-WAP and A-WAP. Because yeah, I've never encountered it. one. I like to split my life into, and for those of you who don't know, <laughs> we're going to say, yeah, say, yeah, WAP. I don't know. WAP's awesome, just very quickly. And I feel like Tenerife thematically is a, is a bit of a WAP suburb. Yeah, very true. It's a bit of a wet-ass pussy Because it's also a bit of like a, a bit of a wasp suburb and a bit of a oh, wag suburb. Yeah. There's a lot of white Anglo-Saxon Protestant wives and girlfriends there. A bit of a Something wog about a, suburb like, as well. Yeah, Not as cashed much. Cashed up ones. Cashed yeah. up. Yeah. I mean, that's true of everyone who lives there. Mm. You know. We've been watching uh, a lot of Underbelly okay, Season right. 1 yeah. under the break. So we're kind of... That, that's actually like, outside of the Fiji joke, I feel like the main thing we did on break was watch Underbelly. Yeah. And how good it was. It was great. Oh, I absolutely loved it. We took two weeks off. We rewatched Season 1 of Underbelly. Yeah. We, we bought a roadcaster like, and then... Before. Oh, yeah, I've seen it a couple of times. Great. <laughs> Carl Williams, bad Just bloke. keep it in the family, mate. Keep it in the family. <laughs> We'd love you to keep it in the family. It's what we say to kiss our cousin. Just, just, just have a little kiss. It's like your cousin. you know, watching unPakistanis fall in love with each other, keeping it in the family. Underbelly, I mean, unPakistanis. Yeah, yeah, there's something there. Tenerife has a generally young and high income demographic. Footnote seven and eight. We're reading the footnotes of the uh, of the Wikipedia yeah, page. Yeah, we, we, this we're season. We'll see how it goes. There. Got a lot of feedback on people saying it sounded like we made shit up, and they're right. I want sources. <laughs> uh it's one of Brisbane's most expensive suburbs with a median house price in 2017. Sorry, this is a bit outdated. Uh, of over Australian $2 million. Residents have access to a riverside lifestyle, restaurants, and extensive amenities. Extensive amenities is how you describe a camping ground. Legit, not a it's suburb. great showers and toilets. What a that's, weird that's thing what to say. Which I'm sure Tenerife has. Yeah, but also, like, I'm sure even Brisbane's shittest suburb, if you built a nice house there, would have good and extensive amenities. What's an extensive they mean, like, amenities? gyms, maybe? Or, like, yoga studios? Like, Well, we know they have a lot of that. Well, there's a lot of that, but maybe amenities is the bar between just, like, your toilets and your showers. Like, there's a lot of hot massage things there. Maybe that's what an amenity is for Tenerife people. Well, they I managed to... Uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but they managed to merge so many versions of amenities, like Total Fusion. I don't know if mm. you've seen Total Fusion, which oh, maybe I'm dancing into news dead territory here, um, but it's like a hot <laughs> Stop dancing. Walk. If you're going to do it, mate, walk. I can dance if I want to. I can leave my friends behind, but the... Friends don't dance. Nothing safe about it, bro. But <laughs> the... Yeah, the, the, the Total Fusion, like, yoga slash Pilates slash gym. It's essentially like it's one of those places where they have uh, workout rooms that look like nightclubs, like LED oh, yeah. screens all over like the Soul walls. Like SoulCycle, which is a, a very yeah, SoulCycle-y yeah. uh, vibe like to cult it. cult crossed with nightclub crossed with 
oh, you're actually just trying to raise your heart rate for 45 minutes so you look better on the weekend. Yeah, money in the bank. But yeah, yeah it's very interesting. So I, I do believe maybe that is the kind of extensive amenities they're talking about. But restaurants were mentioned. And I mean, for me... The restaurant that jumps out as the mm. one that people talk, and there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff. I guess there's uh, is Zero e- Fox. Is Echo in? I don't know. Or is Echo in Newstead? No, I think Echo is. There's a zero. There's yeah. Zero Fox. It's that whole Vernon Terrace run where you're oh, just it's like some pretty stunning. It's very you're, quiet. You're a and safe then bet to yeah. get like a really good pizza or like a half decent steak. Well, Beccafino's. Beccafino's. Beccafino's being the Italian restaurant down there on uh, Vernon Terrace, and uh, it's I would say iconic. I'm going to say it's the prime date spot for oh, Brisbane. Yeah. And um, uh, keen on Pakistani Maisie got in touch and said that today. Um, now, admittedly, I'll say it, not where we went on no, our you date. Went on a date so with her and clearly, you did go to Maisie and I did go and, on a date, and, um, and uh, that was in a park. So, yeah, so, if you think the prime date spot is Beccafino's Maisie, then why did we sit and do well, it? I think that's a, that is a long play backhand to you of I didn't take you to the prime date spot. Mm-hmm. I took you to the spot where can, we can watch shirtless guys play spike ball <laughs> and eighteen other awkward first dates, yeah. and also like groups of friends who went to school together that have grown apart. They're like, "Fuck it, let's have rose and pretend we still like each other." It's the new farm park vibe. <laughs> as sexy as it is watching a kid to learn a to ride a bike. Yeah. I think Becca Fido's does. Well, it's even it. sexier watching him fall over. Yeah, it it's is. just se- like riding a bike. And that's mainly because of the kid. Well, the other um, day, Henry, you were you were trying to take your paramour out on a date. Mm, and you said, oh, we're trying. Should-. Well, I mean, you succeeded. Yep. But before doing it, you were in the stage of trying. Mm. I'm not wrong. No. Um, but you were like, oh, what's a nice dinner spot? And without blinking, I would have said Becca Fido's. The like, speed at which this man said Becca Fido's. It, it seemingly Becca is Fino's. just like the only thing I can comprehend for like nice date that isn't like detour in Wool and Gabba or like and a really nice restaurant. It wasn't that it, like it was expensive enough. But uh, well, yeah, my still a, my manager at work, enough. Laura, when when she was she's tied down now, but she was uh, dating for a while. When she was dating. Be- Becca Fino's was always the the go to. It, it's almost like it's intentional as well. Like the oh yeah, so much red. There's heaps of red everywhere in terms of like on the walls and on the table. I love the fact that the because wine. you have to line up for a table, usually you're waiting for a bit and they say, well, we'll just get you a drink. Yeah. Like, it's so good for a first date of before you awkwardly sit down, get rushed into ordering a meal, stand outside, mm. order a couple of GNTs, order an Aperol, get to know each other get before know you each break other. bread over a duck regate. Get to together. know each other before you smash bread on the table. Before and you and, get and through a matriciana like no one's business. Now, do I think that the... Uh, accents are all real on the waiters? No. Oh, God, no. I think there's some real fucking. Uh, I, I think say- there's some, like, people who were born and raised in, like, Yoronga. I think our waiter last time was laying it on so thick that like, <laughs> like, I was like, this is actually a kind of a racist Saturday Night Live-esque <laughs> Italian game. He's like, and would you like to eat his specials? And I was like, mate, it's fine. Yeah, I, you, would like, you like some fresh yeah. cracked black pepper? Your name tag yeah, says mate. Neil. It's fine. <laughs> um, right, Mario. The- you walk in and their name tags are all Mario. Uh, our special is a Nintendo. <laughs> I don't know, Nintendo's Japanese. Well, you know what it is about Italian, though, is I feel like Italian can only ever be so expensive because when you call meals a pizza and pasta, yeah. which is shit that, you know, you can get from Domino's or everyone can put together a can of tomatoes and pasta, I think people have a pretty low tolerance. Like if I saw, you know, you see a steak or like a lamb shank for $48 a night, re- nice restaurant, you go, okay. Hmm. If I saw a bowl of like a tomato-based pasta for 50 bucks, I'd just be like, fuck off. I'd be like, there's, there's cans, of, there's no there's cans of Dolmio going for $3 <laughs> at Coles. There's man. disgusting cans of it's Dolmio growing in the Dolmio trees. This has become disgusting. a real, well, this has become a real tension point in our relationship. Yeah. Uh, I think Dolmio is fucking awesome. That's uh, terrible. It's the, disgusting. Uh, the aforementioned Paramore, uh, Georgia, I think we've said it yeah. on the podcast, but Georgia and you and Jack as well. Uh, if you if you listen, actually, everyone party, in your life, everyone in my life is against me. My family have eaten Dolmio since the day I was born. Wait, it's really? fucking delicious. Hell yeah! Oh, that's a bit sad. It's my first meal because <laughs> it's like baby food. Yeah, yeah. They gave like, me cold like, Dolmio, oh, and I was like spaghetti with it. That's why my first word was chow. Me chow. Yeah, I love my Dolmio. Was a lot more expensive, Henry. Yeah, tomatoes and salt and pepper and garlic are so cheap. Yeah, but you had to do shit. Yeah, but All I have to do part. is pop a jar. Yeah, pop a jar of fucking stink sauce. <laughs> what? The duck so, ragu's Sounds good. like you're shitting in a Dolmio jar. <laughs> Did anyone in here just pop a jar of stink, stink sauce? Stink sauce, come on. Who, you pop Who cut jar? the cheese with a knife made of stink <laughs> sauce? Tell you what isn't stink sauce, is that duck ragu. That duck ragu is What great. the fuck is ragu? A ragu. I like saying it. Ragu. Ragu. Well, the full I'm version of I'm thinking it Henry sounds like is... a villain, Like, but that's. I'm th- it sounds like Waluigi from Nintendo. <laughs> like... I think Ragu is the henchman. <laughs> I think he's the henchman for a very long name of a villain. Yeah. Like it's Christopher Williamson Baxter and his henchman 
Ragu! Ragu! Well, the full name, Henry, is Ragu alla Bolognese. Ooh. And it's a sauce from the northern region of Italy. It's just a very obnoxious way of saying Bolognese. Well, so that's I'm, what Bolognese is. I bloody ragu. love the taste and I love that they put a duck in it. Well, they just could have, I, like. I mean, they could have called it Spag Duck. Yeah. Get, you Which know, is kind of cool as well. I'd, I'd eat like Spag Duck. Quackagetti. Quackagetti mm. Bolognese. Quackagetti Bolognese. Quackagetti Bolognese. I think Beccafino's as well. And we've spent ages on this, but I think Beccafino's... Yeah, I, I didn't realise we had so much to say. <laughs> it's just like, it's also like... I think we haven't recorded a show for a little while, so we're like, go, Beccafino's. John and I are just catching up. 20 minutes in that. Well, you were on that massage retreat on the other side of the island in Fiji. Yeah, but. so true. We, uh, um, we only saw each other every day for the horseback riding class. That was nice. Which was a lot more romantic than I thought it was going to be. That was a bit awkward. We rode them on the beach. We, we effectively did a couples retreat together in Fiji, and that was... Yeah, it wasn't Buller. Yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> it so, was so not It was Buller. so far from Buller. <laughs> but I would say that... Beccafino's for an Italian restaurant that isn't the, one of the more notable ones in Brisbane. It's not a very Italian name. Like, of all, like Il yeah. Molo and Il Panini and Il Balodoponi. Like marinara. Ba, ba in, yeah. nimono. But then it's like Beccafino's. It's very Australian. It sounds like a tennis player. Like, Beck <laughs> Like, you could see a bloke, like a girl being like, and Beck Ofino. Is but it's sort it? of Irish. It's like, have you heard from Beck Ofino lately? Or late with, it's like neither Beck or Fino has <laughs> gotten back to me in a long time. Like, like a parent who'd give their kids a normal name and then a weird name. It's like, yeah, my daughter Beck and my son Fino. Beck, Fino, <laughs> your Dolmio's ready. <laughs> All right, well. Uh, what um, else is there? The suburb was in Kuala after 45 <laughs> minutes on point one. It's good to see you, Joe. The suburb was good incorporated into Newstead in 1975. And here we go with our usual shit about one yeah. suburb being the same. Most of these suburbs are the same. This podcast has a ceiling. And again, defined as a separate suburb in 2000. That is interesting. That is so interesting, it went I feel like I'd Tenerife that. into Newstead. And then again, it became its own thing. Sort of like I would be, Israel. Yeah. <laughs> sort of like Partition. Driver, roll up the partition, please. Drive around Israel. the partition, please. <laughs> well, no, that is a bit interesting, Henry, because, like, can you imagine the shock I'd feel now? Like, imagine if they were like, oh, West End is South Bank. Yeah. Like, if they absorbed suburbs, I assume all this shit is ancient history that happened in the 30s or 40s. In fact, it happened in 2010. I feel like I should know that. I'm not paying as much attention because I'm think I'm trying to think of how to work cross-river Israel into a... Yeah, bank. that's fun. Mm. It was once an important wool trading hub and it was the location once? of Australia's largest submarine base in World War II. Like the forgotten land. Well, that's like cool. Like Cross River that's Israel. Cool. Yeah, like, like, a, like a, maybe a, like, like a Jerusalem thing. Moses split the river to... Yeah, split the there. Brisbane River. But then that's Submarines are cool. Yeah, I don't find them that cool. Why not? They're claustrophobic, stressful. I wouldn't I like to be in one, I just the concept. Nah, I don't find them cool at all. You're so deep. I think navy and naval battles are the most boring part of any war. All right, Land so, battles, you're, so you rank the arms of the military. All right, number one, army. Yeah. It's just cool. It it's makes the most cool. sense to us to imagine, like, you know, Kokoda, Gallipoli. Number two, Air Force. You've got Top Gun, Dogfighting, Battle of Britain. Number three, boats. So far below. Yeah. They are dead boring. Any movie about a naval battle, I'm like, off, please. Fucking boring. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Rank, rank your three... I mean, again, to limbs not of the to, Australian Armed Forces, not to at all, uh, you know, make light of the sacrifice that naval officers have made in many wars. But f- <laughs> yeah, fucking, it's hard to put navy above three, isn't it? <laughs> oh, gee, particularly when I assume most of their job is just taking the other guys but to more important spots. It's like how in Top Gun, technically they're navy pilots, mm. which always annoyed me. I'm like, it annoys me that the army have boats and planes, the air force. You know, Navy SEALs Imagine, are like yeah. the army of the Navy. It annoys... There's clearly they're just too much bleeding into each other. Yeah, because it's not like the Air Force are like, I'm an Air Force boat. Yeah, legit. It's like, oh, what? You're, like, it's like, oh, you're a plane that's oh, you're a plane. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a boat The army's plane. like, oh, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a land plane with feet. And they're like, oh, so you're a person. Yep. It's like a failed air, like, airline guy like tries to be... He's like, oh, no, 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 this is my boat. And they're like, you've clearly crashed your, pl- <laughs> your F-111 into no, the it's No, it's amphibious. No, no, no. It's no, a boat. It's a thing. It's a thing. Um, all right. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I guess submarines, whatever. Uh, one of the first European landowners in the area was James Gibbon. What a, or James Gibbon, you little nerd. Meet yeah. me at the tug shop, you little bitch. I'm going to beat you I up. I mean, European colonial, probably a racist. He purchased 48 hectares of land between Newstead and New Farm and named the property Tenerife because it reminded him of Mount Tade in Tenerife, Canary Islands. That's cool. That's very cool. I'm, I'm just super like, this reminds me. Canary of Islands, like... Caribbean. That's where the tax havens are, isn't it? Yeah. Trust funds. No, in that's the Cayman Islands. Cayman Islands, right. Mm. What are the Canary? The Canaries yeah. where they put in a mine. They sound awesome. Yeah. 
Well, we should go there on our next two-week break. Yeah, Between season year. three and four, we might Let's pop into more, um, Mount Cade, Tenerife. And see if it reminds us at all of Becafinos, which we spoke about for so long. So long. <laughs> Gibbon built Tenerife House in 1865. Um, the single-story building still stands today on what is known as Tenerife Hill. All right, mate. Here's one for you, James Gibbon. We fucking get it. You like the word <laughs> Tenerife. Tenerife Hill. I would call Tenerife, Tenerife House. House. Oh, and then it's Tenerife from the Canary Islands. I might name the whole suburb Tenerife, and it's in between Newstead and New Farm. Could have kept the new mm. thing going and called it, like, New Area. All like, legit. Like, we live on Caxton Street, you know, or Caxton Street Studios. I'm not like, well, got to go to the Caxton bathroom to take a Caxton shit after drinking some Caxton beers. No. Just fucking move on. Move on. Get a grip, Gibbo. Gibbo, grip. <laughs> Early photographs of the shub- of the of the suburb early photographs get a grip of, oh, I'm a gibber uh, blah 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 early photographs of the suburb show trams displaying the destination Balimba which has given rise to some confusion in later times originally the area was considered part of the suburb which suburb has Tenerife not been included in in the past yeah. uh, it was go to Grange and they're like oh welcome to Tenerife Bakery <laughs> <laughs> and this reminds me of the Canary Islands too. Would you like a duck ragu pie? Uh, called Balimba, which then straddled both sides of the Brisbane River. Postal de- We've spoken about this before. Postal deliveries were often misdirected, and as a result, the western section of Balimba, comprising the area now known as Tenerife, was renamed before World War One. I'm going to call Tenerife West Balimba for the rest of my life. <laughs> I like that. I it's like it- South Sudan and Sudan being yep. disputed. It's exactly a lot of property like disputes that. and territorial things in this episode. Yeah. You and I are so well equipped to talk about it. I think we're just exactly the boys. <laughs> However, the unofficial use of Balimba as an address on the northern side of the river, this goes for ages, um, persists for some decades, appearing on maps in electoral rolls in the 1940s. Although it's Wool Store Number 3, Tenerife Apartments, 241 Arthur Street, use progressively declines. Who gives a fuck? Oh, yeah, I really couldn't This Wikipedia this. page, to open the season, sucks. Grim. I wish we read this Wikipedia in page. I think it's because the residents of Tenerife don't give two shits about a Wikipedia page describing their suburb. I think they yeah. would openly think the more poor people could learn about the suburb, <laughs> the less mystery there is. So their Wikipedia page sucks. They're like their petitions to like move it. Like, yeah. We want it to be a rich mystery. No, we, uh, we want people to only know what they know about Tenerife from urban legend and oral storytelling oh. rather than a free encyclopedia. Let's talk fucking wool. Let's. Let's talk fucking wool. In our new segment, suburb, let's talk fucking wool. We, sp- we, we need to talk about Kevin. Wrong. We need to talk about wool. Heaps going on with wool, yeah. according to this Wikipedia page. Stores of them. The wool stores, which growing up- Do they up- sell them or shear the sheep? I think they did it all. Oh, wow. I don't know. We're going to get into Full on it. production line. By, uh, having grown up at Hawthorne and then Balimba, hmm. there was no- Afternoon. I'm stressed from studying English, and I don't know what. There's nothing new to say on Hamilton, um, Hamilton, Hamlet. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I, that, that was me walking along the river, being like, and I, that's quite a memory to me. Is always looking at those wool stores as the sun goes down. They're quite a beautiful, iconic Brisbane. Oh, image. they are. I would. I mean, they're not my favourite apartments in Brisbane. My favourite are up on the hill in Paddington, but. Those wool store apartments, to live there would be pretty up there. You'd yeah. feel like you're a, a part of Brisbane history, like you would living on a Caxton Street or... I'm very I'm very big on a apartment being... You know, like, the interior of a building being very fancy and modern, the exterior being very, you know, old. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in, it's I've not, it's in, not run down, but yeah. The big terms. new glass apartment, nah. Give me a nah. classic-looking exposed brick wall store any day of the week, sir. It's kind of New York-y, isn't it? Yeah, legit. Like, like a New York like, loft oh, vibe. Is, yeah, you're like, this like, is an what? old Oh, like New York, you're like, wow, I can't believe this is a homeless shelter. You walk in and it's like, oh, this costs $14 million and I get it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the idea. So there's your Yankees. Um, all right, let's talk about fucking wall. As wool exports from Queensland increased in the early 20th century, the economic importance of Tenerife to the state also increased. The first wool store was built in 1909, with another three stores opening by 1915. Just in the middle of the war, another nine wool stores they were built. wool. Uniforms. That's true. A lot of boys died at Gallipoli. A lot of diggers. I hope they didn't give the Navy wool. No, no, they would have just sunk to the bottom of the ocean where they fucking belong. Mm. I hate the Navy. Have some cotton. <laughs> I hate the Navy. It's like, oh, my. Fly a plane. The Navy are like, our uniforms are itchy. <laughs> so like, yeah, they're secondhand, mate, and they're not made of wool. Made sorry, of, sorry for about your nylon uniform, mate. They're made of latex. They're going to write a song about it later. We need you guys to be very camp all the time. It'll be a hit. They're going to love it. <laughs> Another nine wool stores were bought, were built. With the last two constructed during the 1950s, well-known architects designed these large buildings. Not well-known enough to name them, Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, Just a hand to- wave. Yeah, yeah good. Oh, yeah, they're well-known. 
Oh, they were well, to represent the me. commercial success Australian wool producers experienced early in the 20th century. In 1927, the Australian estate store were opened by the Duke and Duchess of York. Huh. I guess they had That's to did they cool. sail them over. 27 yeah, that taken planes. 27, it still takes like, what, three months to get said, to that's Australia. That's a big fucking deal for the Jeez. Duke and Duchess. I hope they did other shit while they were here. I hope so too. I hope they went to like Lone Star and Suits or something. Yes, true. Yeah. As royals do. The Duke. The God, Duchess. I couldn't care less about the royals. When people are like, did you see that Megan wants to break away from the family? I'm like, oh, I don't care. I feel like that would have, in fairness, been a bigger deal. In a, was it in COVID? Was that last year when they did that? Uh, no, it was kind of in COVID. Kind of like early It was COVID. a little bit pre-COVID because I remember having chats about review at the start. It's like, oh, what's going to be relevant? And someone was like, oh, Megan and Harry. And I'm like, no, it's not. I mean, I, th- I do have memories of it being the first story where that take was made. It was like the, oh... This would be such a bigger deal if true. it wasn't for if, COVID. Yeah, that's very true. Which now it's like there's no other now news. Now, like, there is, yeah, it's the only thing. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's get Brecky at Green Slopes after this. Would love to do that. <laughs> let's go to the jam pantry. Or as I call it, very south Tenerife. Um, <laughs> it had the largest showroom in Australia and was able to store 24,000 bales. That's a serious amount of bales. This week only, folks. Got to get rid of all bales must go. Call this the end of Batman because all bales must go. Oh, good. We're going to get 24,000 out of them. I was thinking, we got a whole bunch of prisoners that are just going to walk free onto the streets of Tenerife. All bail must go. All bail the must go. Are opening. We're getting, and you cannot pay cash. We are <laughs> Bernie Sanders is getting rid of cash bales. You cannot. All 24,000. Ma- That's a lot of hay. Yeah, Chase. I mean, wool. Wool. Famously, the wool stores, Henry, not the hay stores. Very And how wool. different life would be. Very wool. Anything else about the wool stores? Heaps. Oh, During God. World War II, the wharf served as Australia's oh, right. largest submarine base with around 60 submarines think, based at Tenerife. But that's impressive. There were 60 submarines. Yeah. But how do you know there weren't more bobbing oh, around there? Like, if you're only seeing the above surface submarines, there's got to be more underneath. There's probably a few in the Clem 7. Being like, yeah, oh, we're just hanging out down here. Oh, no, we got lost. Oh, shit, there's no one shit. here. <laughs> submarine just in Fuck. The, just a cl- submarine in the Clem 7 and they still no like, like two weeks. Mm, where's your e-tag? <laughs> I think Linked have been ripping us off. We, we've, been, uh, we've been paid. Mm. 60 submarines. Band name? No. Nah. No. Nah. <laughs> Also, too close to the Beatles. They they did submarine. They did music. Oh, true. Yeah. God. So, what are the ball stores post submarine, Henry? Um, da 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 da. They converted into oh, yeah. residential apartments. Oh yeah. The area has been transformed from a riverside industrial hub to a mostly high density residential area. Most of the Queenslander style homes have been preserved and renovated. Um, I mean, yeah, they're nice, but you're living like a fucking sheep. Yeah, they are old factories. Like, as cool as and as, uh, you know, as modern as they get, they are old factories. Yeah. Although there is still quite a bit of elite wealth. There's a bit of E-word going around the wall stores, Henry. And, in fact, we got a great example from friend of the show and keen on Pakistani, Jack Pertil, whose Instagram handle is weirdly called Redacted. I think it's funny. No, uh, yeah, I, don't, I don't love it. Okay. Have you got fine. it up? I mean, he's a funny guy. Uh, no, have you got it up? I do. Fantastic. Uh, let us know. Because the wall stores, I think, typify Tenerife. I thought They're one and the same. Yeah. So, Jack goes, one time I got invited to the 18th of a friend who lived in Tenerife. And I decided I'd get her one of those mini bottles of Moet as a present. How do uh, you pronounce it? Moet. Uh, do you know how it's really pronounced? Moet. Yeah. Mo- it's Moe. Yeah, it's Moe. Yeah. Um, like David Moe. Like David Moe. David Moe, your lawn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, David Moe's me money. <laughs> Um, <laughs> fuck. So he buys a mini bottle of Maui for his friend. Yeah. It's cute. It's uh, fun. It's, it's a bit classy. Yeah. So he gets her a mini bottle of Maui as her present because I was 17 and had no concept of the wealth implications of someone living in Tenerife. Sure enough, rolled up to her converted wool shed of an apartment and this do was catered with easily 30 full-size bottles of Maui. And here I am with my tiny bottle looking like a damn pauper. <laughs> I think about this twice a week. <laughs> Pauper is really, I think, the only thing to say there. Like, yeah. the look of getting someone a present, that is the thing they've catered. I mean, like, it's really the equivalent of, like, imagine yeah, getting someone an iPhone and then the party is catered with iPads. Yeah. Or, like, full Macs. Or, like, you get... Which would be a weird thing, too. You, like, go to someone's 21st and bring them an Aaron Cheney ball for their birthday and then you learn they're catering 30 of them. And you're like, oh, no. Yeah. But it's worse for him because it would be, like, if the main cause was just a giant Aaron Cheney Legit. ball. It's the size as well. 
Arancini balls, I like them best when they're very small. Like I'm for the listeners, I'm holding my uh, forefinger to my the tip of my thumb. Golf ball size, but I I have a sneaking suspicion they're getting bigger. They're becoming mains. Oh, I think because they're really cheap. For- the Arancini is getting bigger. <laughs> I think it's really cheap for restaurants to make them. They're tempted to just make them bigger and call it a main. It's always meant to be an entree. Like it's fucking. They're they're literally like glorified potato gems. I just want to be scoffing to eight of them on, at yeah, Lawball. Dead set. Um. Yeah, they're very good. Um, those apartments, those residential yeah, apartments. Very, uh, have you to, been inside one? I've never been inside one. In I my life. have. Who? Uh, year eight, friend of mine's dad moved there. Oh, wow. um, divorced. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, which we'll Sh- I mean, to. we will get to, but um, of course, I mean, obviously, he lived in a woolshed. Um, Can't imagine a lot of happy families living in a woolshed. No, I don't think you're allowed to have a ring on that finger if you move. <laughs> the they do a bit of Fuck Beyonce. City. They look at Beyonce. They do a Beyonce and go. Yeah, I reckon there'll be a couple of key parties in the woolsheds, Henry. Yeah, I reckon. A of, but not like car keys, just like no. different apartment keys of the woolsheds. Yeah, I reckon there'd be. If you're gonna swing, you should only walk twenty meters. Yeah, if you're gonna wool, you gotta wool hard. But uh, I, yeah, I went in and they're gorgeous as you'd expect, yeah. and really like. Like on the inside, they have retained that structure of a factory, and there's oh, like gorgeous. the spiraling Exposed metal beam. stairs. Very oh, the beams could oh. be caught, mate. The beams have been caught in a Me Too scandal and a bat and a racist tweet from <laughs> years ago. They've been exposed. They expose themselves to a minor. Henry Bretton, year eight, having a look at them. Oh, well, I love that. Um, let's talk about the Tenerife Festival. Yeah, in July. Th- for the record, I'm just going to say this. I think it's so lame. Was it? I hate the Tenerife Festival. Explain. I'll get onto it, but. In July, Give the listeners background. Ooh, good tease. In July each year, the Tenerife Festival is held as a bold celebration. <laughs> what? I've never seen the anything less bold. It's so white. Uh, <laughs> it's held as a bold celebration of the suburb's community, history, and glimpse of its future. Yep. The, we never talk enough about that there's a time machine at the Tenerife <laughs> Festival. But only Here's a what Tenerife could look like tomorrow. I am robot yuppie. <laughs> uh, we still wear like... Uh, um, in 2017, the festival attracted 50,000 people who wandered the suburbs of Riverside streets um, and hidden laneways, enjoying 25 musical performances and street acts, 40 local restaurants and food vendors, around 60 market stalls, same number as the submarines, and a large dedicated kids' world and dozens of community group stalls that essentially described what every festival is. Do they have why a kids' world? Because I feel like Tenerife in general is not a particularly kid-friendly suburb. Hell no. Like, as we say, it's got a hot end. Energy, but I would say it's if I was a kid in Tenerife, I'd be bored shitless because okay. all like the nice restaurants, classy bars, great cafes, and wonderful spots for a walk. As a kid, that's your worst nightmare. Oh man, that's why they're all running amok on the river walk. Like oh, when legit. I used to live at Tenerife, there's so much pent up just- energy. There's like no playgrounds. Mate, it's nothing. Oh, yeah, well, you go to New Farm Park, yeah, yeah, and it's quite a walk to get there. The kids are just like railing against society, and these, like they're just running around. They're railing against their divorced dad, who has forced them to move to a suburb that they'll appreciate in like eighteen years' time. Every third weekend, you'll see just <laughs> young kids and a dishevelled dad. And it's weird that everyone has agreed on the schedule. Yeah, yeah, like it's not you know oh, scattered weekends. At the same third weekend every mm. year, they're unionised. Um, <laughs> yeah, listen, I, uh, what, why do you think it's lame? I was always forced to go as a kid to watch the musical acts for whatever reason. And I firmly believe, it was weird for my parents, firmly believe it's where bands go to die. I think it is a tragic move to play the Tenere Festival because it is so tough to be a band and just no one's watching you. It's not a gig. Like, you're just standing there working your guts out. And I just see, I've seen some pain in the eyes of, like, 55-year-old bassists who's thinking, gee, I loved being in a band at uni, but now I'm playing the Tenerife Festival. Yeah, it's true. a tough, tough grind. Tough act. Well, I mean, do they play, did you see them playing on that stage that floats? There's a floating stage. No, that's cool. Yeah, well, I know that because... Um, well, obviously, we'll, we'll touch on this a bit later, but obviously working at Nova, yeah. so working in ten, uh, the Nova 106.9's uh, station is in Tenerife. Near Green um, Beacon. Yep. Yeah, uh, near Water the Green Nova. Beacon there. Uh, so, and we partner with the Tenerife Festival each year. Oh, right. And uh, we- Oh, that's why you've got a defender on air, Henry. Yeah, exactly. I can see you giving me the nudge, nudge, wink, wink. You think it's lame too. Who do you think's paying for these mountain goats, mate? Um, <laughs> mate, but we- <laughs> you transferred me. Thanks for that, boy. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, so we have a partnership with the Tenerife festival and uh, I had just come into my role at Nova which is the events manager and uh, this is an event and this is an event and it was uh, a mere kind of like six weeks uh, from me getting the job even less potentially I think it was about four or five so I just got the job and this is my first big challenge of quite a big event a Nova activation a kind of eight hour activation at this uh, Tenerife festival and the year before now what's an activate what are you activating just, that's what we call like an event, doing an event. Oh, we're, we're an activate, our activate, a Nova activation. It's like the Nova area. Yeah, but what like, are you activating? Well, games. 
and giveaways and okay. uh, and. Oh, do you want to go? Activate we have a huge. Some, do you want to go activate some cricket in the backyard, mate? It's just a word. Activate no. some touch footy. It's just a word. I don't care if you said that. I think it'd be cool. <laughs> activate podcast. Activate podcast. Activate we comedy. We tried to do that with our new gear and it just didn't work. We tried Nothing to activated. It. It couldn't be less. It was like no. Deactivated hard. Yeah, so we had to like do stuff with them, and then um, we were having that initial meeting, mm. and I, in classic form, had not really thought of any ideas for bespoke game activations. Um, so, Fair and the year before, they'd just done classic stuff of like, oh, you know, uh, throw the ball in and the tenory thing. I wanted to do something a bit quirky. It was my first yeah. time on the job. Graham quirk. Do you remember the um, YouTube video "Longest Year Boy Ever"? I do. And like I won't the, repeat it now. The young boy who goes, yeah, yeah, boy. boy. I'm going to cut because this wig out has already been so long. Okay, fine, but I could have gone longer, listeners. I promise. Um, <laughs> shoot him for a special where we'll do our longest year boys ever. Uh, but yeah, the um, the longest year boy ever. I was like, oh, we need to do something around sheep because the logo of the Tenerife Festival is a sheep. I was like, oh, okay, well. Is it- yeah, it is oh, because wool, of the wool right, sheds. Yeah. So it's all about sheep and there's sheep everywhere. Very cute cartoon sheep. So I came up with Nova's game, which was longest year bar ever, where right. people in a microphone had to be like, do their longest year yeah, bar. bar. Say, yeah, bar. Yeah. And little kids doing it in the mic. Um, couldn't have flopped harder. No one wanted to do it. <laughs> no one wanted to come and do a year bar on a mic. No one knew what the YouTube video was. People were confused as to the mechanic. Uh, people just did not get the concept at all. Uh, my manager, I think, was too nice to me. She was like, it's his first event. Let's give him some scope. Uh, it is now referred to as the kind of what the fuck have we hired moment. And they were like, Henry... um." Yeah, this isn't your podcast. You just got to make the ideas a little less weird. We know you're a creative guy. <laughs> your longest but what the year heck? This, this was the this was the biggest stretch. But um, we'd love listeners to message in your, longest, your longest year, year bar, bar ever. ever. Um, but yeah, I will just finish on saying uh, the there's a there's a there's a society there's a there's an under there's a group oh. in in Tenerife called the board of the Tenerife Festival. Now. I assume they have quite a bit of influence and power. Well, we we went to the Green Beacon um, for this event, obviously in Tenerife, the brewery there, and it was a the launch event of the Tenerife Festival. And oh, yeah. A few of us from Nova got invited along, so we went along, and the Green Beacon had launched a Tenerife Festival um, rosé sour, specifically. Yeah, it sounds delicious. I'd, I'd love very it. refreshing. So it was a lovely evening. Um, but yeah, we did have a we got to know the board a little bit, oh, yeah. um, and it's just very weird they talk about themselves. Um, like everyone would know who they are. Like it's like when a prime minister is like the cabinet and the cabinet, there's this reverence to the board of the Tenerife Festival <laughs> and the guy we were talking to, one of the directors of the festival, yeah. this, and this is last year, was like, well, yes, obviously uh, the board have some pretty big nights in the lead up to the festival and let's just say I don't sleep for 80 hours before the festival. And he kind of just said it as an aside and I was like, pardon me, mate. And he goes, mate, like we've all partied a lot but not sleeping for 80 hours is like Berlin and I said, 11 a.m. I was like, shit. why do you have to not sleep for 80 hours? He's like, there's so much to organise. Oh. But also he's like, we have to build the stage that floats on the river. And he's what, like, that just takes so long. No, well, apparently they hire oh it and then God. he like just gets involved. So they have to like build this stage on a river and make sure it floats, I guess, so they don't yeah, have don't a green day the in the Simpsons like, movie. Simpsons literally what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You wouldn't great moment. Yeah, great. Um, <laughs> but, and he was like, yeah, you know, the board, uh, we don't sleep, yeah, but... We, got, we, we play hard, we work hard. That's the life of being on the board. And we were like, dude, we don't give a fuck about the board. I don't care. And then afterwards he was like, now, um, we don't obviously invite everyone to this, but the board are going to Becafino's after this event if you would like to join us. <laughs> and my co-workers... Did you join the board? Well, my co-workers were like, oh, it's pretty late. They're like, oh, we're pretty tired. And I was like, hell yeah, we'll come. Um, bad end of the story, we didn't go because I was like oh. pulled in by my employees. But anyway... Literally two days ago, oh yeah, me and my manager go to get a coffee uh, at Brio, a lovely Tenerife establishment. And who's sitting there? But uh, the guy I was talking to, the man who doesn't sleep for no eighty hours, and he's sitting there. And we start chatting, and then I go, "Oh, shame about the festival this year." He goes, "Ah, oh, yeah, you know, there'll be another year and stuff like that." Um, and then then he goes, "Oh, have you met? Uh, have you met Richard?" I was like, "Oh no, sorry." And he looked at me just dismayed and goes, "Huh." Richard was the president of the board for eight years. You should know his biography by now, Henry. Yeah, do you think I'm collecting player cards of the board in packs of twisties? Yeah, four replaced hips, seven sleepless nights, (laughs) and a partridge in a pear tree, and one long bar.
I can do longer. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. Let's get contemporary, Henry. And there is a heck of a lot to say about contemporary Tenerife in my eyes. I couldn't agree more. I want to say this. If you live in Tenerife, something went really right or really wrong (laughs) is what I think. Do you mean, I mean, like financially... Everything's gone really right if you're living there. Yep. But there is a lot of interpersonal... To be honest, Henry, I don't even think it's an and or. I think the most common type of person living there is, you know, financially, your life went really well. Emotionally, potentially, I think it went wrong. I'm talking about the D word, Henry. Yeah. I'm talking divorce. Yep. It's divorce haven. It is literally... It's... Divorce (laughs) fuck city. And I don't want to breach into the question of does Tenere fuck before our due, but... It is filled with, I think, some of the best-looking 40-year-olds I've ever seen. It's just This of side hand. of Pornhub. <laughs> it's incredible work. It's the Pornhub of suburbs. It literally is. Yeah. The, it's- you know, the active wear. When it's mm. not active wear, it's the best-looking gay couple you've ever seen that mm. stare you up and down while you're in thongs and you just want to sink into the earth because they're wearing crisp linen shirts and boat shoes. It's something we've spoken about a bit on, like, the Ascot episode, and it's an easy joke to make, and we don't... Our podcast doesn't like leaning into the cliches. We obviously like digging a bit beneath the surface. But fuck me, I was driving through Tenerife this morning on the way to work. Mm. No one is ugly. It's actually out of hand. Like, you would just think the law of large numbers of the 5,000 people, no one is ugly. And they're all hot in the exact same way. Exact same way? In the same way that, uh, like... Exercise gear. Walking through Petri Terrace... There's often a bit of a, gr- a hot grungy type, like a hot grungy skater. Yeah. But every suburb just tends to have its mix. There's some ugly people. There's some hot people. Mm. You know, some of the hot ones record a podcast in their house. Mm. Sure. Cool. But Tenerife, without fail, there's something in the water. Hey, they're putting the, putting the ten in Tenerife. Oh, am I right? Because they're all bloody tens, and there's just so much ass. Oh, there's so much ass. There's so much ass in the place. Oh, I reckon Tenerife strikes me as being home to the best looking gay men and straight women. Yeah, of, and I think the and I think the straight men are probably who are bringing them down. Straight men, the average is being ever so slightly brought down by the straight men. As usual, straight men, they're doing well. Like they're pretty well put together, but very well groomed. Clearly, you know, for the men, it's either boyfriends or girlfriends are telling them what to do, Mm. and they're bringing it down. But there are some just impeccable specimens. It's a a across all genders, ages. Orientations, oh, colours. Oh, and I'm thinking it now. Every I can just one. picture it. Just like walking along that river, walking around like oh. five twenty-five pm, well, and pe- you're just like, it, it's actually just like absurd by the end. And I know we sound like we're being a couple of blokes just talking about hot people now, but I'm also not just talking about like hot young women. I mean, there are like seventy-year-old men who are keeping it tight. There's like oh, the rigs are roving, tidy. There's these roving packs of just gorgeous young blokes that mm. are just like everyone has kept it so tight. It's not funny. That's why it was just odd that me and my three mates from school living there. We were just like oh, legit. We feel like we're intruding. We and you were big imposter syndrome, and we were right. Can I say as well, mate? Your house had like. Oh, two and a half, two or three good-looking people. Well, you tell you, you weren't one of Speaking of a good-looking person, we've mentioned her name on this podcast before. Um, but Michaela Wayne, who obviously yes. we're in negotiation with to model our shirt. Yeah, she drives a hard bargain. She wants a free shirt. No, no, we're not happening, that. No, we're, we're trying to get MW. her on, uh, on board for the unpacking Brisbane. But yeah, Mitch, like. Um, you see her around Tenerife a lot. And I'd say, like, she was a more famous Brisbane TC back in the day. But I did see her... Yeah, to be honest, I don't really know who she is outside of the modelling thing. Just, I mean... I think she's a big deal for your generation. Well, a huge deal for our generation. Hence why yeah. I think getting her to model would be would be outstanding for us. And listen, I've met her a few times. She's nice. But, like, um, the... Flex. Yeah, thanks, bro. Um, yeah, I actually have a photo of her on my Instagram. She's got 429k followers. So, like, like not... I actually thought it might have been a bit more. Yeah, I was honestly wondering That's whether she'd be in a million. Bit, yeah. Um, well, I guess we just... Sorry, Michaela, but... We, but, you know, it's about... Oh, she's got all inquiries in here. But anyway, yeah, Michaela, I saw her, like, running around... You see her running around Tenerife a lot in the Lululemon of the day. And... Or the Lorna, actually. I think she actually has a sponsorship arrangement with Lorna, so I should get that right. Uh, but she was running around and you know that where the Tenerife Ferry is and there's that like bus depot area where the bus is like yeah. Yui Yui. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. The city glider, the six. And I, I never know how they're about to pull off the Yui before they do. It's fucked. It's I'm like, so impressive. If you get parked at those lights um, kind of on the corner of Vernon Terrace and like Skyring Terrace. Oh, legit. Um, then the bus is doing the turn. You really do think they're going to take you out nine times out of ten. Um, but we were... I was watching Michaela Wayne run and she's just sprinted across the road through this bus thing. Um, and 
I've just seen like two buses stop, screech. The other one like kind of <laughs> cut the other off. I think they bumped each other. A third bus is coming in and has to break, blocking the entirety of like commercial roads, Skyring Terrace and uh, Vernon Terrace. You're like kidding. completely blocking everything. I just assume her music was up too loud, but just <laughs> slows down, looking at her phone. And I was like, wow, Michaela Wayne literally stops traffic. Yeah. <laughs> yes. This is an the incredible thing to see. Badly affected. Now, the only, I mean. Uh, sorry for that brief break in recording for our listeners. I just got a phone call from my mum who, uh, I have glandular fever. John. Not a bit. <laughs> You see these texts from my mum being like, call me as soon as you can. And I was like, I'm recording the podcast. She was like, no, call me. And then she was like, yeah, blood results came back. You do have glands. How many podcasts give you live medical updates <laughs> of the host? So we've stopped recording. Joe's, Joe's got glandular fever. Were you kissing girls at the Aidens, mate? Oh, I think I might have been. Mate, glandular fever at school is made out to be a death sentence. To me, it's just something that makes you miss all of year 11. It, 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 I assume it makes you sick for like nine months. Mum's on the phone. It's like, oh, it's just a virus. It's like drink water, get some sleep. You know, no, it'll flare up. It'll be fine. Not how it was sold in school no, at all. No, I don't. And I thought it was specifically a virus that you could only get, or a fever you could only get by pashing readers, girls at the terrorist dance. I, I thought it was, I mean, and well, you say readers, mate. Well, maybe. But uh, I literally thought it was basically, it was an STD for like year <laughs> nines because it turns out, as I grossly discovered, mm. it's in the same family of viruses as the herpes virus. Oh. Which is why they're both viruses Hot. that just hang around for ages Yeah they do Yeah so they, they never know when to leave No tough diagnosis But we were talking about Michaela Wayne Henry Stopping traffic Yeah and we're gonna And we are gonna push through Pretty cartoonish We're gonna push yeah. through the spot Joe not unlike Tim Payne Playing on in South Africa With yeah. a broken finger He's gonna finish the episode Soldiering folks. on We'll be How fine How good is that on Pakistanis um, well, Who do you think has more followers Michaela Wayne Or Ash Kip and Lutzi With Susie O'Neill um, this is the Battle of the Tenerife well, Instagram account. I reckon it should be Michaela Wayne, but I reckon just based on their... Oh, no. Keeping in mind that Michaela has 429k. I'm going to say Michaela, but only because I reckon Ashkip Lutzi and Susie's appeal is limited to just Brisbane. Hot girls are appreciated like the world over. Ashkip Lutzi with Susie O'Neill have 35.k followers. Yeah, she's more than... Oh, okay. She's absolutely okay. not. So heads and shots. So Maybe they that win makes the- me recalibrate a bit what a large number of followers is. Maybe mm. I'll take it back. Kayla I think it's still a fair a bit yeah. for Michaela. I mean, like, it's almost half a million. Put it that way. So, That's true. Yeah. Anyway, so there you go. The uh, My co-workers, Ash Kip Lutzi with the uh, Olympian Susie O'Neill. Beaten. She can win in the pool, but she cannot win on the gram this time. <laughs> um, I think the people aren't the only people, aren't the only things that are hot in the suburb. Dogs. Oh, my French God. Bulldogs and sausage Not dogs. a dog over, like... 40 centimetres long and like 20 centimetres tall. They're all fucking tiny. So if you took a Labrador dogs. through a Tenerife, people would lose their shit. Mate, a Kelpie in Tenerife is just <laughs> yeah, it's a fish it's out a of nightmare. Water. Yeah. Yeah, cute, precious, fluffy little dogs. Ideal. Mm. And I know that because I lived in Tenerife. Now, yeah, Kent Street. Kent Street house. Well, I think the house I was at, Kent Street, it was technically kind of new farm, but then it sort of fell into being... It's Tenerife, essentially. You were only ever a minute's walk from the riverside of Tenerife. Yeah. Like, it really was effectively Tenerife. I think it's a story we've told on this suburb before. I think it's a story we've told on this podcast before. But uh, my neighbours, who were not fans of our debaucherous share house, where there was loud techno music and games of pool and people talking at 4pm in the afternoon on a Saturday. Yeah, yep, really. We had the like cops called on us for that. loud Fleetwood Mac tracks or something. like. And that was when we had the report from the uh, real estate agent that they had called up and said, this is an elite suburb yeah. and we shouldn't have to deal with people like this. Um, so, our elite neighbours, um, and we received a message from uh, Eddie, uh, keen on Pakistani and uh, front of the show, and um, he was saying, it's just, it's just quite a poetic sort of message that I think taps into the noise complaint stuff. In Tenerife, there's a big set of stairs that go up to the hill. Great for running. At the top of the stairs, there's a sign that says, please don't use these stairs as exercise material. (laughs) There's also a message scrawled into the concrete in paint saying, runners suck more than air. (laughs) Yeah. So, it's an anti... For a very fit suburb, someone on these stairs doesn't like exercise. Well, maybe this suburb is about the perception of fitness, Henry. It's about looking fit, but all you're doing is walking and holding a coffee. Yeah, those uh, they can hide a lot, those lemons. But the reason those two things are there is because young fitspo influencer types keep running up and down the stairs. Anyway, so the stairs go, like, right past the balconies of several quite expensive converted wool store apartments. And obviously, all these fitspo kings and queens keep, like, blitzing up and down them at 5.30 in the morning. 
morning because they live for the grind. Couldn't agree more. Eddie, to me, these stairs symbolise Tenerife. It's like an eternal tussle between young instapreneurs who want to be able to take stories of their run along the river and wealthy boomers who have moved to an inner city location for the lifestyle but make noise complaints at the slightest whisper outside the hours of 6am and 8pm. Uh, couldn't agree more. That is, that is absolutely is nailed what Tenerife is. It is, yeah. as we said there in the battle of Instagrams with Michaela Wayne, it is Fitzbo people clashing up against divorced boomers. It is really the battle that is the heart of the suburb, Henry. Living in I don't war. know who wins because the Fitzbo people have the fitness, but I think the boomers have this pathetic desperation. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. It matters so much to them. Just stay with your just, wife. Just fucking stay with her for the kids. Just and stay then for the at kids. that point you're 60 and who cares, mate? Like, can have affairs, sure, sure but yeah. the effort of getting remarried. Just Listen, these kids, on. sure, they'll get two Christmases, but they're going to have two therapists later. Oh, you legit. know what I mean? I've always it's said that. If not four. If not four. I mean, a therapist Together. per... Because stepmums and dads, you know, a therapist per parent or step-parent that mm. has made their life hell in their own unique way. We've all seen Cinderella, mate. We know how these step-parents <laughs> We can know be. exactly what step-mums do because we've watched porn and Cinderella. If you've seen Cinderella and porn, <laughs> you will know full well what these step-mums are capable they of. They are either evil or insatiably horny. <laughs> and they will both. fuck you or fuck you over on the night of the ball. You do not have a choice That's with your these choice, step-mums. <laughs> um, Cinderella, Tinderella, I assume, has been done. Yeah. Oh, literally Katie's, literally Katie's spam, spam account yeah. name. Everyone yeah. follow her. Um, there you go, Katie. You've got a shout-out. <laughs> Let's talk about, we've, we've mentioned the river a few times and it's something we've spoken about is the ferry. But I'd like to talk about a particular thing. We might have mentioned it on the podcast before that we do, but I, I want to share it on the podcast because uh, people find it fun. But uh, is cat crawl is something we do. Oh, cat it's crawl. Our, our most iconic moment, Henry. I think it's the best idea we, and admittedly our friends have had. And social marketing manager, um, the great Chris Cadaro, has yeah. said that, you know, for the podcast, you should make this an official event one time. Oh, true. Um, but I, I like, sort of only want... I don't want to hang out. I don't want to hang out with the freaks who listen to this thing. Punters who listen to this show. If you enjoy this, I don't really want to hang out with you on the weekend. But, uh, yeah, Cat Crawl is essentially... It's a pub crawl where we start at my home in Belimba, walk down to the ferry, first stop being Tenerife, and it's you got to go to all the city cat stops and get the closest drink. So we all dress up, and the theme is like... Um, is it was nautical. nautical. It was sailors or pirates. Sailors or pirates. Time. I did sailor. I got a racist wig that I thought was yeah. going to make me look like Jack Sparrow with an eye patch, but just, it was really clearly just, just like a Caribbean thing. It was meant to be like a black guy with dreadlocks. I wanted and- Caribbean... And I think I just ended up looking like Chris Gale. Yeah, legit. Um, Don't blush, baby. It wasn't good. I did blush hey, because baby, I'd been yeah, racist. Because everyone was like, whoa, Henry, uh, pull your head in. Got cancelled for that. But Catcrawl was heaps of fun. And Green Beacon was the first stop. The great uh, brewery in Tenerife. And what was the rest of the route? I think we went we went Tenerife. Tenerife. We went Belimba to Tenerife. Tenerife. Then New Farm. Where we went to the Merthyr Bowls Club. Merthyr Bowls. Yep. Then we went New Farm to Mowbray Park, where Incredible. we went to the Shafton Hotel. Iconic. The rule being no beers allowed. Absolutely. Be I hope everyone's writing these down because this is the greatest Brisbane pub crawl you can do. Mowbray Park Ferry over to, to Riverside. Then the city, Riverside, yeah. where we got one at like. Was it River Bar? I thought, yes, River Bar. But we were all getting a I think little people bit went and scattered got food to the wind and stuff. That. Yeah. That was, I was furious at that point, people just going to get, you know, Guzman and stuff. I was like, this is such a crock of shit. Mm. You know, we win and lose and fight together as a team. I know. Then did we go South Bank, Bank where we went to that, what's that weird it's one? That weird one. Near the beach. The, near the beach, but sort of near Max Brenner. Smells like piss. Uh, oh, I don't remember the name of it, but it's. We got kicked staff. out of that. Yeah, we got kicked Remember, out. Yeah, the staff were all like, do not serve anyone dressed Legit. as a sailor or a pirate. <laughs> would have been terrible if like uh, an infantry division had arrived that day. Or, I mean, if a bunch of pirates had arrived, don't serve them. They're thieves. Yeah. But if but a like, hard-working Navy men uh, had turned up. In their non-wool coats. If yeah. the Navy men had arrived, you would have felt pretty bad for them. Yeah, they were not wrapped in cotton wool. No, uh, so they stretch. deserved a drink. But yeah, we got kicked out of there. And then we went. Regatta. Regatta. And we made it to the regatta. Which I also Where they forced us to take all our hats off. Yeah, we weren't allowed to wear our pilot admiral hats. Yeah, I'm sorry. I wasn't wearing like an insane rude hat that's like the Warriors Club sucks. And here's one for you. polite hat. Your fucking pub is named after regatta where they keep fucking boats. You should be, of all the pubs in Australia, you should be very happy to have a nautical We were dressed for your theme, We thought it was the dress code. You're called the regatta. Come on. Come on, guys. I'm divorced. I like pub crawls. Can I come? I'm divorced. Like, no, it's for friends only. Green Beacon. Um, 
just quickly while we're talking about it, I was there once and I was wearing a furfy t-shirt, couldn't get served. And this guy came up to me who was incredibly rude and angry. And he goes, Oi, if you ever want to get served here again, you shouldn't come in wearing the sh- shirt of another beer. Oh, I was shut like, Firstly, the fuck up. here's one for your green beacon. Your half mast isn't competing with Furphy. No. Later found out that bartender was former Chief Justice Tim Carmody's son. Really? There you go. Oh, dickhead. Like father, um, like son, mate. Yeah, there you go. Cameron Newman um, appointed him to wipe down the bar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Appointed. More ways than one. But the Cross River Ferry is close to my heart. Yes. So we would get on the city cat that's for been the cancelled. Yeah. Not going. Bullshit. Tough. As my mum pointed out, no longer Cross River Ferry. It's the lifeblood of the Bulimba Tenerife relationship, Genuinely. the alliance, but no more. But the ferry, um, uh, very briefly, the there's a guy on the ferry, a lovely guy um, named Justin, and he yep. sort of looks a bit like Elvis. And he's like, he's beloved by the folk of Bulimba and Tenerife because he will not only, uh, he, he will turn off the radio a bit, he'll have it playing, and but then he'll put on his own music, a little speaker, and it's always your Bob Dylan's, a lot of Springsteen, a lot of actual Elvis, and he's just a very cool guy. Um, had a conversation with him once, obviously going to work, working at the radio station, and he uh, told me he... Not only did he make music of his own, but he invented a genre of music. He reckons he made it up. You know what he's called it? No. Campfire pop. <laughs> That's actually genius. I know. I was that like, is a hang on a minute. Genius descriptor. And he played me some demos of his songs. Bloody great. Made perfect sense. Anyway, cut to like acoustic driven pop. Yeah, acoustic driven pop. Anyway, campfire pop. This is the ferryman. Uh, cut to later. I start talking to one of the audio engineers at Nova. Turns out she's befriended Justin as well because uh, she gets the ferry across each day. And turns out they've spoken about his music so much. She's had him in and then also gone out to his private studio, recorded oh my God. like demos. And so I was able to basically sit in Nova 106.9 listening to Ferryman's like songs and sounding fantastic, especially with all the great audio recording equipment that you get there um, in the station. So, yeah, it turns out that uh, there is a man who, and he was always the nice ferry guy. He'd be the guy who, even if it was late at night and the shift had technically finished, would take you across the river um, and would always be just chatting and playing music oh, for the locals. Legend. And, yeah, it turns out he's uh, forging his own career in music. So, uh, I hope you can hopefully hear it soon when it's all done up. But, yeah, yeah. interesting. And pop. Really speaks to Tenerife that yeah. amongst the, the yuppies and what's not there this are battlers among the thorns driving Rose ferries the thorns. and yeah getting uh getting it done um couldn't be happier anything else to say on uh, all nothing this? springs to mind henry i will very quick aside somewhere i think i think Maisie was also a person who said this um parking yeah oh uh, yes has to be the most vigilant parking inspectors in brisbane two hour zones everywhere if it's a minute over you're pretty much guaranteed to get a ticket you cannot say you've lived in Tenerife if you have not been given a ticket in your car in the place where you live. Oh, Jesus. They are so they vigilant. Are vigilant. Wow. They're all Militant. over it. I reckon Petri Terrace, relaxed as anything. I've never gotten a ticket in like Paddington and I've breached some fucking rules there before. Yeah. Except for game days. Yeah. Then, you know, they're looking to find anyone that moves. But, yeah. geez, there's something in the water. Every day's a game okay. day in Tenerife. Yeah. Mm. Does Tenerife fuck? Question on the sweet lips of everyone, Henry, and I think the answer we've teased it, alluded to it the whole episode. It's got to be yes. I don't even know if fucks I, like I don't no know if we've had a suburb that fucks more. This is unequivocal. This suburb oozes just an erotic energy that I find breathtaking. It's because there's bodies on the floor. Would you say that if there was a sex addict suburb of Brisbane, oh, oh yeah. I think it'd be Tenerife. Tenerife, hundred percent. Either rehabilitated or not, swingers. Not as much the swingers of an Ascot or a Hamilton, but fuck me. I reckon it's just like fitspo couples, Instagram influencers going at it. I think they just. I I think there's a lot of people in Tenerife who would average fucking like eight times a day, like seriously, just putting it out there. Yeah, and then it's but it's like rounded in with exercise. It's like I walk, I go to my fusion yoga at Total Fusion, I fuck, yeah, yeah, I I make my granola, I I fuck, I wipe up after my dog's shit indoors in our wall store apartment. I fuck the I dog. I fuck the dog. I fuck the poo. I fuck the dog. <laughs> I fuck the hot fusion yoga concept. Just fuck the idea of yoga. I fuck my French bulldog. <laughs> oh. But yeah. Wee, wee, wee. Bulldog. Because everyone's hot. Well, we know the French love fucking, hot. so you got to have to no, think their bulldog equivalent. And they love age differences in France. And wool is quite sort of sexy. Yeah, wool is Like sexy a woolen turtleneck jumper <laughs> in front of the fireplace of <laughs> a wool shed apartment. Um, well, different take. And, and, and a true one. A we fresh had, take. Uh, a, a friend of the show in Keenan, Pakistani Dougal, 
dear mate of ours, uh, messaged in. Great bloke. And he, and he uh, a proud homosexual man who had the insight to tell us, as uh, two straight blokes, we uh, wouldn't have this insight ourselves. But Dougal said, uh, so gay. Tenerife is so gay. Like, does it fuck? Yes. Exclusively in the bum. Oh, wow. So... And this has been noted. I don't think you could go to an amateur comedy night in Brisbane without someone making the point of Tenerife. It's it's the gay suburb. Yeah. A lot of, and it comes back to that divorce aspect. And it's not of, like, oh, it's gay. It's just, it's so meticulous and well put together that you struggle to believe that straight men could live there because it's not sloppy and disgusting. It was walking it's around. There were so many. And, it, and it's also a very like pride driven suburb. Like, oh, yeah. I don't think you'd be more likely to see in any other suburb men and women walking around holding hands kissing like yeah. a lot of a lot of affection particularly when so, you and I are going for a walk 100% uh, it's a it's a beautiful little you know microcosm of pride amongst oh, what is often fantastic. dismissed as a very elite and yeah. above themselves but it's good to see I mean it's good to see know, a nice a nice gay couple without kid enclave here's on one gay couples can be rude and elite as well yeah. and, and very they're rich. fully entitled to do it maybe that's where a lot of the wealth comes from because there's so many gay couples no kids, no kids to spend all the money on splashing it around on two dinner two full time work yeah. oh can you imagine two and men as well you know imagine you know the wage gap mm. two full-time male salaries god mm. the mind boggles henry exactly no a lot kids of, a lot of issues no dramas there slightly woke episode from us here hell yeah baby yep so tenerife i would absolutely say fuck. absolutely bring the gavel down more certainty than i've ever had before tenerife fucks. what do you say we just go to the osborne hotel and catch up and that brings us to the end of Unpacking Tenerife. Season 3 is back, Henry. It feels great to be back on the airwaves, on all the good platforms on which we're downloaded. Couldn't be happier to be here for uh, for Tenerife. So next week, Milton, and it'll be live. So we'll oh, try and get it out yes. as soon as we can, but we're doing a live I'll, episode. I'll theoretically recover from glandular fever in a week. I hope you're okay. I mean, I'm fine now. I feel fine. Yeah, you'll be right. You, you seem okay. You're I seem like, fine. Yeah. You're always meant to be tired with glandular. I remember I, people like, they, like, you sleep 20 hours a day. It's meant to be like chronic fatigue syndrome type thing. Like, I legit like... Mm. Just feel fine. I notice you've pushed your beer aside, though. You're taking I, yeah, Nadine's yeah, the advice typical seriously. typical podcast beers have, unfortunately, slid by the wayside. He did go to pick it up and then be like, oh, fuck. Yeah, Put literally realising it. Yeah, I was just reading. I was like, apparently my liver function is not that bad, but like... If you drink a lot with glands, it could cause liver failure. Is Come that on. what you were doing while I was telling some of those stories? You were researching glandular fever? No, yeah, mum sent me a screenshot. Oh, nice. Yeah, as a warning. Yeah. Very good. Oh, yeah, very fun. It's a good. This way. is the medical podcast now. Yeah. Unpacking <laughs> Henry and Joe's ailments. <laughs> hey, just hey, don't ailments. knock it till you try it. I'm an ailment, bro. <laughs> Don't knock glandular to yeah, Hey, come on. It's going to be You could like it. Join the come on in. The water's warm and infectious. Glenn's a big size matters. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for the live show, Henry. We've got shirts to sell. We've got jokes yep. to tell to people. Yep. Uh, we've got Henry's stand-up, loser, and then unpacking Brisbane. So, you know, get ready to laugh for about two hours. It's going to be a lot of fun. For those lucky enough to get tickets to the Brisbane Gala, we'll see you at the Flaming Galah. Um, and for the rest of you, we'll get you the episode, and then we'll be back mm. with a with a not live episode after that. Yeah. So and let us know which one you want. Yeah. We love advice. We really do need those suggestions more so yeah. than ever. Slightly running out of suburbs. So to you we say buller and good night.